Boy, they shocked you, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Well, I mean, I didn't. I wasn't really that wrong. What'd you do? What'd I, you uh, do? I, what did you do? That's uh, my favorite line from Tommy Boy when he he puts the he knocks the door off when he's trying to move the car to to yeah. put gas in it, and he just kind of gently lays the door back on and when david spade opens it and it falls off chris farley goes what'd you do <laughs> i say that to my kids all the time what'd you do i was thinking uh more ghostbusters you know venkman when uh when what's his name dan Aykroyd's character summons the stay puff marshmallow man week's episode of Friends of the Rant podcast is brought to you by the Sanford Tourism Development Authority. If you're over 2020 like we are, it's time to make a clean break and there's no better place to do it than Sanford, North Carolina. The Sanford Tourism Development Authority has created four unique celebration packages to let you kiss this bizarre year goodbye. Matched to different breakup styles, each package includes hotel accommodations, a nice dinner, and an exciting activity or two. First, you can keep it classy with a Davidson steak dinner and a public art walking tour. Or you can let everything go up in smoke with a smoke and barrel tenderloin filet dinner and clay shooting. You can have an in my feelings moment with a hugger mugger brewing food truck rodeo and a side of axe throwing. Or you can scream, you don't know me, and plan your own party. All packages also include a support group party bag with lots of New Year's goodies. Reservations are being accepted until December 30th or until sold out, and refunds are eligible until December 25th. To see more and to book your celebration, visit the Sanford Tourism Development Authority's website at visitsanford.com slash breakup2020. Now, what did you do? Yeah, what did you do? I wrote a column, um, and it was, we we were rushing to finish the December issue on Sunday, and uh and and send it to the printer for pickup on tuesday and i I wrote a column about these these four economic development projects and in the column i wondered out loud um whether political turnover on the board of commissioners would cause some uncertainty because historically the republicans on the board have opposed these things while the democrats have supported them Anyways, I write the column, we send it to the publisher, and waiting, waiting for Tuesday to come when I go pick up the, the print product and, and distribute it, Monday night, the commissioners have a meeting, and they pass all these things unanimously, <laughs> which well, my column didn't say that they wouldn't pass them, it speculated about whether they would, and uh, whether they would or not, and I think that my big takeaway remained correct, which was that they were in a a tough position because um, they had to decide whether to reject the possibility of 
1500 new jobs and 2 billion in tax base expansion, or they had to come up with a way to support these things. And that they uh, have, some of these people have historically called incentives, corporate welfare. Uh, yeah, I think it's a good I thing I just, changed your headline from, <laughs> I will eat my shoe if they approve this to, yeah. <laughs> I was kidding. I think this print this points out a, a I think this points a, out that it's easy to be against something in politics. Yeah, when but you don't have to lead, when you don't have to go. Yeah, when we do, when you don't have to take a stand on something. Um, when you, it's easy to vote no when you know that it's going to be a four three vote no matter what, you know. Right. Yeah. And then you can say, Well, it passed, but I, I rested on my laurels here, but when suddenly you're the you're the majority and you're not passing these things that could, that that you've been adamantly against yet have worked, then yeah, they, they sang a very different tune. Good for them though. Um, I will say though, and I, I intend to write about this this week. The, the reason that they were able to pass them unanimously is that prior to the discussion of these project, these individual projects, they passed a new county policy that um, puts several additional stipulations on uh, these incentive projects. One of them being that um, after incentives are paid to the companies, um, any additional revenue, uh, 50% of it be pledged to lowering the county's property tax rate. And I don't know if it's all of the other 50 or because it said it said up to the other 50% um, will be pledged to the items in the county's capital improvement plan. Um, and so it's interesting to see that this is, this is they, they've, they've pledged this money toward lowering the tax rate, um, which if you ask me, I always understood that to be the goal when responsible, but when, when you're pledging money, I, I don't always, sometimes you might get yourself in a jam when you do that. That's just my two cents. Yep. I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> you lost me at incentives. <laughs> you mean in dollars, Ives? I like money. I like money. We should play that bad Chatham's interview sometimes. That was in, that was in 2008, 2009. Yeah. Yeah. Talking the same um, junk 11, 12 years later. Yeah. Well, John gets nervous anytime we mention playing stuff that we recorded 12 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do too. <laughs> I, I don't know how. Oh, John, I think John yeah. froze. No, oh, no, he didn't. He was just, he was just using no, the I'm same alive. face for more than five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I, I, I say this knowing that we got kicked off the air for, uh, for discussing. Uh, the the business of a certain state representative, but I'm we got surprised. Off the air for the least of yeah, everything. I know some of the things that you in particular, Billy, said. Yeah, there, I just my I liked... God, and then and then I write a column <laughs> at, at your encouragement. Sure, write this column. We need more content on the blog. I tried to sleep in the next morning, and you were uh, you were blowing up the blowing up the inbox on the group chat. The blog, guys, we've been kicked off the air. Mm. Well, I guess it yeah. worked out though. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. We decided 
out of spite to start a new site right after that. <laughs> it really like, and I know we've talked about this before, but really the rant started because we were pretty upset about being kicked off the air. So we said, let's make our new, cause we had a blog that we said, let's, um, well, if we can't be on the air, let's let's use this blog to take down the people that got us kicked <laughs> off the air. <laughs> and so we did, and and uh, and then you know one thing led to another, and here we are today, running a a business and and uh, running a monthly publication, which uh, came out this week. guest this week is Wendy Bryan. Wendy is the director of the Sanford Tourism Development Authority. And Wendy, why don't you tell us uh, about the, the TDA and, and what you guys are doing? Well, thanks very much, first of all, for having me. And sure. um, the TDA has been um, busy this year. I started last February 17th full, as the first full-time director. And of course, March 17th, we pretty much went home from the office for several months. And um, so I transitioned to working at home, which, you know, trying to promote tourism was maybe unfortunate that you couldn't actually be in the office and and maybe not even encouraging people to come. But pretty soon after that, a couple of things happened that were very helpful. One, um, I partnered with Saga and DSI, and we created Safe Sanford following the count on me in campaign that was rolled out by Visit North Carolina. And so we got to work on that, um, ran some information advertising with WRAL, getting the word out that we were putting safety measures in place to assure that visitors who did come to the area were safe. And then we had the opportunity to apply for some grant money, both through Visit North Carolina, and then later the CARES Act included tourism grant dollars. And our state uh, offered grant money. So we've actually been able to do more as far as reach and advertising this year due to those grant funds and due to um, launching campaigns that included safety measures, masks, et cetera. Sure. So as part of that, we um, launched the first Boo and Brew, which was we deemed a success. Uh, We had a pretty great following on social media with that. We put a ghost story on the AutoCast app, which we had used in the past for the mural trail. And we estimate we had about 2000 visitors come to town for that event over three weekends. And the reason that was so great was because you could come at your own leisure with your own group. You you could feel safe about who you were near in all of our establishments. Everybody had their safety protocols in place. And, um, and you could do it at any time. You could do it at less busy times or whenever you like. So we will definitely expand on that next year. Um, we also were able to get featured in the North Carolina Visitor Guide this year. So that's the first time that we have had content in the Visitor Guide that will publish in 2021. Oh, wow. And we're working on our first Visitor Guide for Sanford 2, slated to be out uh, around March. Can we back up a little bit and talk about, you know, how the, the Tourism Development Authority was was formed? I think there's probably some people in town who wouldn't expect for Sanford to be promoting itself as a destination for tourism, but 
obviously that's changed in the last few years. Can you, can you just talk about the things that led up to the formation of, of your office? Yeah, absolutely. In um, August of 2017, uh, Senate Bill 552 was passed, which gave Sanford the authority to collect occupancy tax. So that was the first step was um, occupancy tax can be collected to fund the TBA. And the purpose of that tax is that it will, 80% of it will be spent to promote tourism. Mm-hmm. So that's a three cent tax that the hotels um, submit is collected and sent to the city. Um, in September of that same year, then the city council formed the TDA for the purpose of administering those funds according to the Senate bill. Um, so a board was formed and the board began doing work to promote Sanford as a destination they did a phenomenal job, especially being a group of volunteers and no one working full time on it, sure. um, to start to put a plan in place. And um, they hired a marketing firm. They began to bring events to the area. And so then, as I said earlier, in February of this year, they hired me as our first full time director. But they were able to bring several major events to the area. They brought um, Fishing University last year, which gave us 40 shows on. Um, 40 shows that aired uh, over this past year, as well as a commercial that was uh, shot to air during the show as well. They mentioned your area during the shows. Mm -hmm. So we have gotten a lot of good feedback from that because they have people reach out for interest about the area and then they forward that interest on to to me and I, you know, send back information and literature for them to visit. We also hosted the um, AJGA golf tournament this past August. So they were able to put safety protocols in place to go ahead and continue with that tournament Um, and then they were able to build some assets you know video assets social media assets um, to actually get the ball rolling to be able to get to this point so yeah so the legislation was key to that some other uh, counties and cities were included in that legislation as well but other cities and counties have been collecting occupancy tax of course prior to this and so to be competitive, like all things, um, you know, Sanford need to be able to do that. So the past two years, we have seen about $85 million in tourism revenue. Wow. Each year. Wow. That's not a number I think that um, anybody would expect to hear. What um, what sorts of things drive that revenue and um, how, many, how many people would you estimate that that comes from? How many visitors? The people is harder to predict or to know. Um, we do know we have several key events each year. The Southern Side by Side, usually our hotel, that's in April every year. Um, usually our hotels are sold out that week. Um, we do have a lot of corporate travel. So they would, anyone who says a hotel is going to fall into the category of this or spending because they're sure. spending the night, they're eating in our hotels. Um, the Densei Wicker Civic Center has got such a variety of events that they pull everything from um, some sports. I mean, they've had wrestling there, they've had boxing there, and then they have dog shows, quilter shows. So they have a variety of both hobby and sport events there that pull visitors as well. And then of course, festivals, events, a lot of festivals and events in the area and and downtown in particular. Right. Like the, the street fest and fireworks, that sort of thing. Exactly. Okay. So it really is a variety. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say that we have the one event that we say this is you know, where our tourism dollar is coming from. But the great thing is it is spread pretty equitably throughout the year. We see our revenue stays 
fairly steady. Mm -hmm. So people are here year round for different events. So hey, Wendy, I'm uh, I'm looking at your site right now, and it's uh, visitsanfordnc.com. And when you go to it, you have this, um, I guess it's called a, a um, looping video and it shows golfing. It shows, uh, you know, deep river sporting clays. It shows this really nice barn area that I know people rent out for events and it, our breweries and everything like that. And I think when people live here, they tend to focus on what Sanford doesn't have, you know, what Sanford might need, what Sanford doesn't have. But just looking at this video, I mean, it, Sanford doesn't look like a, a very bad place to visit. And I'm wondering, uh, what are people coming here for? Uh, you mentioned some of the events, but um, is it the golfing that's uh, you know attracting the day trippers? Is it our breweries? Is it a, a combination of things? Or, or what are other things that maybe we're not thinking about that's bringing like weekend visitors or, or day trippers out here? It's a combination of things, but I will say our shopping has definitely um, been a draw over the past few years. I won't say improved because we've always had um, some specialty stores and some nice stores, but they've expanded. So there's more to come for. Um, I'm talking to downtown merchants. They do see a lot of out of town shopping trade. Uh, I talked to Emily McCracken last week and she said that two people had come to her store because they had found it through some of our efforts. We created an antique trail about five months ago. And so um, it's really just a rack card. It shows you all the antique stores in town, but it has a map attached. So we're able to track how many people are downloading that map. So we've had several hundred people download the antique trail map. As we're continuing to get data on where people are, then we can better target Exactly, exactly your question. What are they doing? Why are they coming? And where are they when they're here? Um, we also have setting seven wedding venues in town. We're in talks right now about hosting a wedding expo next year. We have a, a pretty thriving wedding trade. Um, a lot of we have a lot of you know barn type um, facilities. That's rustic wedding look as well as other types of facilities, but. We do get a pretty nice weekend um, trade off of wedding guests coming to town. So we're, you know, that destination wedding because you get all the amenities and, and we're so centrally located. It makes sense for a lot of people who have guests coming from various places to come here. Um, so the, I'm sorry, keep going. I'm sorry. Oh, well, golf too. You're right. I mean, you know, we have golf, we have Devil's Ridge. So we do have some sporting events in the area that's a draw. And of course, Stanley Park is busy every weekend prior to COVID, you know, with the bike trails out there, um, the parking lot's full every weekend. We've, we've written um, a lot about all these uh, new homes, new, this new home construction boom that we're about to have and that's already sort of begun. And looking at your site, um, I just, while you were talking, I did a quick test and I just Googled same for North Carolina. Um, visit Sanford NC comes up second or third behind, of course, you know, the city site and maybe the county site, but it's it's there. So do you find that Visit Sanford NC is also becoming a site for people looking to live here? Like, if you're going to move to a city, you want to know what it has to offer. Are you finding that a lot of potential residents are are picking up on this site and and using it to determine whether they want to move here or not? 
Um, so we don't, what I don't know is if they're potential residents. What I do know is our site traffic is up over 400% and almost wow. close to 90% as first time viewers. So yeah, we have a lot of new traffic coming to our site. Um, we do know though that our number one feed to our site is from Visit North Carolina. So potentially that is visitors. Yeah. You know, being coming from that site. Um, also, we are getting some traction off of some of that expanded advertising that I talked about earlier. So we've also partnered with Saga. So their visitor information on their site comes to our site. Now that is more likely residents. But how do you know, like, how do you track visitors? Because not everybody who visits is going to let you know or not everybody who visits is going to stay in a hotel or not everybody who visits is going, you know, some, it's, it's gotta be impossible to track. So how do you track the best you can people who are, are just visiting Sanford? Um, well, I think the most effective ways we've had so far would be from our spending. And so the state actually tracks that for us and they put out a report every year of every county's, every county's visitor spending. They estimate that through um, tax spend. Uh, also, our revenue and reporting from our hotels. So we know that they're visitors. Um, and then metrics from campaigns that we run. So one thing that we have added, we're going, we're getting ready to launch a New Year's Eve package. Um, I'm really excited about it. We're hosting a 2020 breakup party for New Year's Eve. So that we actually have attached a new visitor survey to any event that we sponsor um, or give grant funds to. So if you are reaching out and having an event with any of our grant funds, we're asking that that uh, metric be included as part of your rollout of your event. And that will give us a lot better information about people who are actually here for the event or you know where they stayed, why they were here, how long they stayed. So we are continuing to expand our reach on how we judge that. What does a breakup with 2020 party entail? What's that going to be? It's going to be amazing. So <laughs> you have four options. You can have an In My Feelings package. So this is your breakup style, right? So In My Feelings package, you can, you will stay at a hotel. You can go to Hugger Mugger for a food truck rodeo on New Year's Eve. And they, he is also going to have a shaman there with who has a cleansing ceremony. So you can get rid of the the, the bad um, feelings from 2020. Then on New Year's Day, that package includes either axe throwing or polar bear yoga on New Year's morning and a brunch food truck. We have the up and smoke package that is a tenderloin filet dinner at Smoke and Barrel on New Year's Eve. And then on New Year's Day, uh, shooting on the range at Deep River Sporting Clays. And all these packages include free transportation to your Friday night destination. We have a keep it classy package that includes dinner at Davison's and that's a um, filet or New York strip or ribeye or tuna, salmon or chicken. You can have a choice. Um, and then brunch, mimosa flight brunch at cafe 121 and a, um, tour of public art with Chris Dalton, the artist of many of our murals on New Year's Day. And then we have a You Don't Understand Me at All package, which is Build Your Own. So if any of those options, you can put it together however you like. Cool. I think I would probably break up with 2020 in a text. 
That's <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to come somewhere, <laughs> throw an axe at it, yeah. <laughs> shoot at it. Yeah, just, just, just ghost it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're really excited. We feel like that's a creative way. I mean, you know, there has been a lot of angst in 2020 and looking forward to 2021, but I think it's just a way to say goodbye. And all of our venues have um, social distancing in place and all the safe Sanford protocols. A lot of our activities that we've listed are outside activities. So we hope people will um, take the opportunity to come and just sort of good riddance to this year. Well, I know your children played and play sports and I know um, just as a parent, you probably supported it, but as a, in your um, tourism role, what uh, the passage of this uh, sports complex bond, um, you know, again, wearing your tourism hat, uh, should that come to fruition? What, what's that going to mean to um, tourism in Sanford? I'm really excited that the bond passed. You're right, on multiple levels, I was in favor of it, but it will be a true destination spot. Um, and we already, one thing we did accomplish also this year is we were able to become a sports NC partner. So we are already listed as a sports destination on the um, sports NC website, but this is just gonna expand what we're able to do and hopefully get some partnerships with some sports organizations that will make us their home be able to host tournaments. Um, one of the fastest growing tourism industries in America is youth sports. So I just think this facility was a lot of foresight, part of some of our leaders, and I'm just grateful that the community sees the potential, both for the community to use and for um, growth in the tourism area. You uh, were talking a little bit about you know, break up with 2020, that sort of thing. But with, you know, vaccine on the horizon, is there a lot of optimism for what tourism will look like in 2021? I mean, it sounds like it's been good despite COVID. So it seems like there's a really good outlet or outlook going forward. We have a lot of momentum and it has actually been good despite COVID. And I think one advantage is um, people are looking for small towns and We've had several people come through and I'll talk about another event and answer to your question. We do have two events on the horizon that I'm really excited about. Mm -hmm. um, sort of trying to position ourselves. So when COVID is over, we do have good events and, and good um, items on the menu for people to continue to come back once they've come and enjoyed. But I think small towns are gonna have an advantage coming into 2021 as people start to venture out. And that's one reason we launched Safe Sanford, just to get the word out that we are mindful of protocols, but also that we are uh, a safe, smaller community. So I think all those things have worked to our advantage. And even with the visitation we've had, I think those things have worked to our advantage um, in the past few months. It's been interesting that some people have suffered, of course, um, and we're looking at how we can help any tourism-related business to doing promotions like the New Year's Eve promotion, you know, mm. doing promotions to try to get visitors here. But also some people have prospered. So um, it's been an interesting tale. But we've had a couple groups come through to look at Sanford for events. And the one thing that seems to be a real selling point is our openness and friendliness and willingness to have events and visitors here. So we just signed a contract with Indie On Air, which is an independent music promoter. They have their own radio station. They have a um, they have some deals with online streaming services, and they are going to bring the Carolina Indie Fest here in September. 
And so that is lining up to be a major event for us, probably one of the biggest events that we've been able to put together. So I'm very excited about that. We do have clauses to be able to delay that up to two years if we need to, but I'm thinking more and more we may be able to have it in September. And then uh, I mentioned before the wedding expo right now is tentatively planned for, um, for August. And so the wedding venues assure me that we're going to probably have to turn vendors away and uh, we're going to do everything in our power with our, our marketing plan to get the, um, the actual brides and grooms here. So what I love about that is we know 80% of our brides and grooms come from out of town already. So they're visitors and um, what I love about that is we're just going to be able to expand that trade. So they are already um, bringing those visitors, bringing those hotel guests. And right now they've been busy every day. We ran a micro wedding package during this time. A lot of them did smaller wedding discounts and they've had weddings almost every day of the week. Wow. That's, that's probably the most interesting thing I've learned out of this interview is that we have this uh, kind of wedding niche i was totally unaware of that I, I knew there were venues i just didn't know they attracted so many people and people from out of town i yeah. mean that's what you have to look at right it's, it's a question you asked me before where are people coming from and why and so we're going to try to um expand every possible visitor venue we have to we want them all full all the time right right and what about um i hard to talk about tourism without bringing up Temple Theater, but they obviously bring in a, a lot of people and have for a long time. And um, I'm, I'm sure that they're one of the ones that are hurting in all this because they can't cram a whole bunch of people into a space. But have you been in contact with them about the things that they're doing? Yes, I have. They've done a great job of transitioning to their education program and being able to continue to run that side of their business. But I have talked to them about where they, what space they would like to be in, expanded marketing that, that maybe is a little beyond their reach. So we're getting ready to do some, um, some marketing, some advertising purchases that are going to be specifically for their um, demographic clientele that they're trying to reach. So I'm excited about that. But Yes, they've been, I mean, they've really helped put Sanford on the map. People know about Sanford because of Temple Theater. And the only reason that I didn't mention them before is because, you know, they've been dark because of COVID. But sure. with the Christmas show starting back now, I hope that they'll be able to just move forward and continue to put their, their future shows on. We are running some social media this month about the Christmas show. And I said, I don't think they really need our help because I'm sure they're going to sell that out. But you always want to keep in mind for future shows that we have the temple here so that as we come back around and play some of that advertising, you know, that we've continued to promote it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Wendy, I want to thank you for, for coming on our podcast and for, and for sponsoring us this week. Um, is there anything that you want to add and do you want to one more time, just repeat where people can find the, uh, the Sanford TDA online and on social media and that sort of thing? Yeah, I really appreciate you having me and appreciate all of your uh, support and information through the publication as well. But we are at Visit Sanford NC, and that's um, .com for the website, and that's the same for social media. And we're okay. on all the social media platforms. Okay, great. You had a good story too on on Holly's Nest. Well, thank you, guy. 
you get to uh, yeah. did you get to see like, the, see all the critters? Yeah, yeah. They didn't really have a lot right now. So right now is their slow time. So that was, uh, I mean, they still had two owls. That was cool. And they have all the animals that live there. They had a duck and a one one eared possum. That was pretty cool. I mean, not cool for him, but you know, <laughs> they had a hawk. And then they have a lot of exotic birds that people just like give up on. Don't you know? It's, it's yeah. cool to have a parrot for like a week, I guess. But then they don't want a parrot anymore, and they wind up at, with him, um, Byron Sweet. Wortham. So he's a, him and his wife Kim are really nice people and. They're doing good work out there. Uh, I talked to him yesterday, and he was so excited about the story. So, awesome. I guess we have one fan at least. But so uh, your your story made me think about something, and I don't know if uh, if we realize this or not. But here in Sanford, we are within proximity to just about every animal <laughs> that exists. If you if you think Except about lions. You know, the North Carolina Zoo, um, which. Lions will eventually be there. I think they're average. Oh, we got lions there. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Yeah. So the North Carolina Zoo, which is within an hour. But and the, then you've the got the big cat rescue in Pittsburgh. Yeah, the big cat. I was gonna the big lions. cat rescue in Pittsburgh. You've got the uh exotic bird rescue slash general store. <laughs> yeah. Over at Dunroven, which was in our first edition of the Ramp Monthly. You've got um the Aloha uh, Safari Zoo. The Aloha Zoo. Safari Zoo. You've got uh, where there's a bear, nest. I think. Yeah, and so a lot of a lot of these places um, are rescue places. Even Dunrovin, um, he takes in exotic birds that have been, you know, people, oddly enough, buy parrots and like one of the birds he saved. He said, uh, some someone had kept him had kept it in their bathroom for a year, so it never saw light. It never saw, you know, so. So a lot of a lot of rescue places just within a very short drive, and then of course the zoo. And uh, I haven't been to Aloha in a while. Um, I don't yeah, I know enough been. to talk about them, but uh, I don't know if they're are, are they legit. And please, anybody listening that uh, that knows us, please correct me. Or, or are they a legitimate animal rescue place, or are they more yeah. of the Joe Exotic type? <laughs> I mean, I don't know exactly, but I mean, it looked pretty legit when I went ten years okay. ago. So yeah, it's uh, been a while for me as well. Maybe we need to revisit them and and see what uh, what um, what they're all about. That would be they have. I, think, interesting. I remember there was a bear in a cage. I think. Uh, or well, something. see, see, I don't <laughs> like the idea of a bear in a cage. So that's why I asked if I need to if if um, from what I hear, they rescue animals. So who knows. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I certainly don't. I, not enough to to talk about them. But that's why I invite anybody who um, can vouch for them or, um, yeah, please speak so, up because I'd like to know more about them. Maybe we should look into that. Um, hey, we Ir- also have coyotes, by the way. Oh yeah. <laughs> Irwin, North Carolina, has the uh, the Cape Fear Haven for abandoned scorpions and platypi, which is a, <laughs> oh, a wonderful is place that where to you visit. Can get- is that where you can get Charles the Arbor Day? Charles the Arbor Day Scorpion? Um, I haven't. We haven't. We haven't. We've underutilized our our mascot, Charles the Arbor. We need to put him the on the Sanford Herald. We put a googly eyed scorpion in the Sanford Herald and called him Charles the Arbor Day Scorpion, and nobody said a word about it. I think it was. We were at the 
we were at the Herald. I, I know that. And I think I put them in there with like googly eyes and I put a word bubble that just said something like Happy Arbor Day or something <laughs> from Charles the Arbor Day Scorpion. And I think that was that was it. Well, it was probably on Arbor Day, so I can narrow it down to a <laughs> date range if I go by and look at the uh I think it was look probably the, like uh, a promo uh, for fish. right? Could have been. So yeah, he doesn't come up in any kind of Google search, unfortunately. Um, when is Arbor Day? When is Arbor Day? In the uh, spring. Spring. Yes. <laughs> That's. Uh, you have a twenty-five percent chance. Of I googled right. Charles the Arbor Day Scorpion rant and see, and nothing comes up except the first headline is Jim Womack is against everything, <laughs> including vet techs. <laughs> oh boy! It's from it's an article we wrote in twenty fourteen. It's called Jim Womack is against everything, including vet techs. <laughs> oh. Yeah, My opponent. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So one email, on, guys. One email sent by local Americans for Prosperity activist Lloyd Jennings, but signed by someone named quote Jim, <laughs> urged taxpayers <laughs> to attend the meeting and vote against it. It's, it's this is wow. Nothing's changed. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I guess that was one of the tags I put on the story. We used to be more. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Funny yeah. about putting tags oh, we need to do that again and that's exactly why this story popped up because it was a if you scroll to the very bottom our tags are cccc jim womack oyster casserole charles the Arbor-Day scorpion pleasantries <laughs> by cas- a crackling fire in sanford <laughs> <laughs> oh we gotta start doing that again that was yeah. fun why is oyster casserole on there? <laughs> what is that so what's going on, guys? Uh, Billy, do you want to talk about um, this month's cover story? Uh, sure, I can talk about this month's cover story. Um, I guess it's going to become a tradition now. In December, we're going to do a holiday edition. And uh, that's what this one is. It's our second holiday edition of the Rant Monthly. And um, I felt like... Uh, you know, there's a number of different holiday stories you could do, but um, I felt like talking to small businesses and uh, talking about the struggles that they've had this year and how much December uh, plays a role in their yearly bottom line is, um, I thought, you know, relevant to this year. And I guess the feeling that I got from uh, most of the downtown local merchants that I talked to was, um, this year has been tough, but uh, people seem to be buying right now. People seem to be shopping and whatever economic woes we're feeling as a country right now. Um, Sanford is actually in a decent position. We haven't lost uh, as many jobs as some other areas of the country. Um, we're actually seeing new jobs come in and the economy here in Sanford, North Carolina is not so bad. And so what's really... Pe- um, people are buying. Uh, what the deterrent is right now is just people aren't actually going inside stores. And so these uh, local merchants are um, upgrading their online game and they are offering 
private shopping experiences where people can come in outside of business hours and and be the only ones in the store and they're doing other things and other cross promotions and um when I was inside the chocolate cellar talking to owner Laura Phelps for this story. Um, and I wanted to focus on them because uh, they had moved their business um, from an actual cellar off of Steel Street to um, street level on Carthage Street, just a, a few doors down from the Temple Theater. So I just wanted to, um, what was I? I lost my mindset there. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to talk to them about, uh, you know, the move and everything. But when I was in there uh, interviewing the owner, uh, I was in there for about 30 minutes. And I, I promise you, 25 people came in and out of that store in those 30 minutes. So, um, of course, they were all masked. And, and uh, you know, there was never a lot of people in there at any one time. But it just kept, felt like it was consistent traffic. And uh, they were doing really good business. And as I was walking downtown for photos and looking around, I felt like, uh, you know, it wasn't the, there wasn't the police officer out there having to direct traffic like in years past, but I still felt like a lot of people were, were walking and going in and out of businesses. So um, that's the overall feeling I got was, yes, um, it's not as, you know, it's not as good as it could be. It's, and uh, certainly this is not a normal year, but I think our local businesses are are doing as best as they can. And, uh, and I think they're all pretty set pretty well for when all of this ends and things get back to normal. And I think they'll be in good shape. So those that survive this, I think, uh, you know, are, are going to do all right. It's looking up. So are you guys spending more or less for Christmas this year or about the same? I feel like it's about the same for us. It's just, um, like I said, we're not, it's all through Amazon and through ordering directly from businesses on their websites where we're, um, we're not going into a lot of stores. I actually had to go into a Target yesterday um, actually to <laughs> to kill time while my daughter was in a dance class up in whatever and uh, it felt weird. I, I hadn't been in those kind of stores a lot since all this started. And uh, um, it felt, I mean, it was fine. It, it wasn't crowded or anything, but uh, uh, yeah, it was different. Yeah. Um, feels I'm, writing, like, I'm writing poetry for all my people. <laughs> you look like it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel <laughs> you got that black coat on and you look like you're about to go to a uh, one night coffee. Never mind. So um, <laughs> uh, you look nice, Gordon. As thank well, you, so. thank you, Jonathan. You so John, nice, uh, nice. I know, I know, John was so uh, it looks dead. But let me finish this. Hold <laughs> on. So it seems like to me, my kids want less this year. Is that a thing? Like you'll ask them, and they'll be like, "Well, I don't know." Is it just because they've been home and like they don't know what is cool right now? Like everybody, Christmas is coming up. So what? <laughs> they're like whatever. Yeah, no, like correct. usually they're they're like, oh, I want this, this, and this, and it seems like they're like, I don't know. Is, your is son's the Christmas like spirit dying. Your son's like <laughs> Christmas is just a money grab by big retailers. <laughs> They've all lost actually, the meaning of it. Actually, he he knows what he wants. He has like he he's probably the exception then i guess clara she don't really care that much and it's weird because she usually does well but. my sons if it's 
it's just all Minecraft and video <laughs> games and Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't really we don't really let them play that that much, um, if at all, because that's for you. That's for me. That's right. I do play it, and uh, um, yeah, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> I don't know we try to keep the the shoot 'em up games at a minimum for our kids, but then uh I don't know they're really really into minecraft right now, and I know that's that'll go away as they get older, but um they love the building on it, and they love playing with their friends and uh my son builds so, all sorts of houses yeah. and modern houses, and Henry's building football stadiums in it so I, I, you know, I watch them and I don't understand a bit of it. And it looks like the most boring thing in the world to me, but they enjoy it. Yeah. I used to think that too. Cameron played it like from the time he was seven to 10, but then I think they now have like a Fortnite S type feature on Minecraft where you fight. Yeah. 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 Little zombies come at you and, but still you're just a block character with a sword and you jab yeah. at him there's no <laughs> it looked like, like zelda to me remember zelda right oh First i love zelda, zelda. Yeah. Too. yeah yeah i remember i was inside of a kmart and they had the little zelda display and it was little little box tv and it had the the opening scene waterfall on it yeah and the cartridge was gold and i looked at those two things and i thought Video game graphics have peaked. They are never going to get <laughs> yeah. any better than this. This is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I and I had to have it that Christmas, and I think I think I got it. So never, never will get any better than this guy. It will never get any better than this. <laughs> have you seen video games these days? I have like seen the, video games these the days. NBA, they are they're ridiculous. It looks like real NBA games. It's pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I used to love Tech Mobile because it was it was football, but you really only had like three options. And now if you play a football game, you've gotta you've gotta pretty much have a degree in sports, you know, <laughs> sports management or something like that, because you have to understand blitz packages, you have to yeah. run you have to run free agency, you have to manage your team and it I don't know, it gets to be a little much for me. The I got last breaking time. news, guys. Breaking news? No, All go right. ahead. You go ahead. It's well, I was just going to say, big, but... back in Madden, when you could, like, make one player, like, I would um, make an offensive lineman who was just to the right of the center, and the I guard. gave him, yeah, I gave him, like, 100 <laughs> in every category. So, on every play, he would just <laughs> – he would just like crush everybody on the other team, and I just run my <laughs> running back behind him and running in for a touchdown on every play. Now that's that's like very smart, advanced football knowledge because I did not even think of that. You know, <laughs> I mean, if you can plow you a hole in the other yeah, side. and I was agreeing with you up until yeah. you said the guy right at the center. <laughs> well, I don't yeah, know. I was like, oh yeah, you make a you make a running back that can't be stopped. <laughs> but that's no, like the running back imagine. just has to be fast. You just this guy gets everybody yeah. out of his way. That's pretty amazing. Good, yeah. good on you. When so. I lived in Houston, I was in my mid-20s, and I played a lot of Madden football, and Houston had an EA Sports Madden tournament at a mall. 
Nice. And and I was uh, still dating Jennifer at the time. I don't think we were married yet. And I said I wanted to go to this, and I wanted to pay my twenty five bucks and play. <laughs> and she and she was embarrassed. She was embarrassed, but she went with me. But she was even more embarrassed that I made it to like the third round. <laughs> and I was I was beating people, and I had to play against a twelve year old. And I'll never forget it. Um, he's his mom is next to him, and this little kid is is trash talking the heck out of me the whole time while his she's mom like, is like get him jimmy <laughs> no she's just kind of looking at her watch and and you know when's this gonna end the kid and i did pretty well the first few rounds this kid beat me like 21 to nothing and they had a skunk rule that you know after 21 zip games over he destroyed me and i had no idea he was like the dolphins or something like that and he knew exactly how to use everybody on that team. And I just, you know, I set my controller down and I retired forever. You should have looked at him and said, I've kissed a girl, Aiden. (laughs) (laughs) And just walked away. My, (laughs) my breaking news. We lost you, Gordon. Oh, where's, where's Gordon? I think it can't, it's unplugged or something. We barely, barely hear you. Well, can you unplug the mic and just use computer mic? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. 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 What I what I asked was um after he beat you, did he go uh give Jennifer his number? <laughs> I like that you no, said he just was embarrassed uh, that you did well. <laughs> yes, yeah. She wasn't as embarrassed. She wasn't as embarrassed to go because I think she wanted to do some shopping and you know, it was like, okay, fine, whatever. But then we're there for like two hours, and and uh, I'm like, uh, hey, I, I got another game right now. And she said, you won? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was. She's like, she, I she think did we not see other around. people. <laughs> yeah. I think she finally was like, okay, I'll watch you in this one. And that's when the 12-year-old beat me. And I, like I said, I set my controller down, and my professional gaming career ended abruptly right there. I like to imagine you winning the whole thing and then, um, you know, it's like, here, pose for the winner's picture. And you're like, hey, get in the picture with me. And she's like, you know, hiding her face. <laughs> she's arm in arm with a 12 year old. <laughs> and your prize is like, your prize is like a $100 gift certificate to Walden Books or something. <laughs> Oh no, this was legit. They had like, this was, you know, this was sponsored by EA sports and they had like all the TVs set up and it was, they had music going. It, it was a, it was a big deal. And I think they had like uh, maybe a $25,000 first place prize, but I would have had to have won like four more rounds to even get to that. So I had no chance. I thought I did after two rounds. I thought, you know, that $25,000 is going to look really good. And then my dreams were crushed by the dolphins. So my breaking news was that uh, the Holly's Nest guy, Byron Wortham, just texted me and said he is releasing an owl at San Lee Park on San, uh, Saturday, December 12th at in, 1 o'clock. In protest to your story. <laughs> if if anyone. <laughs> and it will be holding a copy of the rant. No, I'm just kidding. But if anyone wants to go see this, he is inviting the public to attend. I've seen that before. We were at uh, we were at a park at um, Harris Lake one day, and they had a rescue group out there, and they were releasing a hawk, I think that yeah. they had rescued and and rehabilitated, and they were releasing it. And when they released it, it flew to the 
closest, very closest tree and just sat in the limb for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> it was, it was it, you know, we thought we were going to see this majestic fly away and he like went 30 yards and just sat in the tree. <laughs> uh, he released a bald eagle recently. That was started throwing close. rocks at it to make it go. <laughs> Get out of here, bird. What if it just flown back to his truck? God. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might make for a good rant video, though. Yeah, well, they let it. They let thinking. it go, and it attacks a kid. <laughs> so I'm gonna go out there with my daughter. I I will be occupied. I'll be occupado because that is my 41st birthday. I can go. Oh yeah, it is 41st. Wow. Mm. So no big Gordon party this year. Why wouldn't I have a big Gordon party? Now you can wear the everybody crowded the, around because together. of the pandemic. Yeah. It can be a virtual party. Right. It'll be um, one bowl of popcorn that everybody has to reach their dirty hands into. <laughs> You'll have the, the breathing on each other contest. Right. <laughs> no, you do that. You play that game where you suck in the paper and you have to pass it to the next person. Yeah. <laughs> um, one hour. My that. party will contain droplet games, multiple <laughs> droplet games. <laughs> Let's play Sneeze Mouth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And then we'll share needles. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Whoa, wait, what? Huh? No, um, but now you can wear that thrilled to be not forty shirt, unironically the other way. Yeah, no, I gave that to Jordan. Oh, okay. she she why? Because I said well, I can't wear it anymore because it's not funny. But now so you're I'm, not forty. I was going to like give it back to the thrift shop. And she said, "No, you're not." So it's hers now. <laughs> Now she's wearing it. Yeah. Well, next week we could talk about getting old. Because mm-hmm. uh, as I'm what talking you, like, right 46? now, I have to wear glasses to see my laptop. And this is a new thing that happened this year when I realized I couldn't see my phone anymore when it was um, within three feet of my face. And so I've had to, Yeah. This is me now. This is this is me. Also, the other thing is uh, I never, ever had this problem before, but um, I get dry mouth in the middle of the night. I always have to get up and get a glass of water. <laughs> so I, I think that's getting old, too. Gordon. I, I yeah, have, I've got – I'm I sorry. Have, I, I got to go. I got a, uh, I got a Campbell meeting I got to jump on right now. So you guys have fun. All right. Have a good day, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, cruel world. Bye. Talk bad about me. Damn that, Billy. This week's episode of Friends of the Rant podcast is brought to you by the Sanford Tourism Development Authority. If you're over 2020 like we are, it's time to make a clean break, and there's no better place to do it than Sanford, North Carolina. The Sanford Tourism Development Authority has created four unique celebration packages to let you kiss this bizarre year goodbye. Matched to different breakup styles, each package includes hotel accommodations, a nice dinner, and an exciting activity or two. First, you can keep it classy with a Davidson steak dinner and a public art walking tour. Or you can let everything go up in smoke with a smoke and barrel tenderloin filet dinner and clay shooting. You can have an in-my-feelings moment with a hugger-mugger-brewing-food-truck rodeo and a side of axe-throwing. Or you can scream, you don't know me, and plan your own party. All packages also include a support group party bag with lots of New Year's goodies. 
Reservations are being accepted until December 30th or until sold out, and refunds are eligible until December 25th. To see more and to book your celebration, visit the Sanford Tourism Development Authority's website at visitsanford.com slash breakup2020. The other thing was, uh, and Gordon, you can keep this in for the recording, but um, are you tired of Carl talking about the rant all the time? <laughs> well, I, was, I missed my opportunity to say a uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> but, um, no, I'm not tired of him talking about it. But I, didn't tell him, I didn't tell him I was doing this this morning. I'm going to tell him this afternoon that I did because I knew he would be saying, are you going to talk about this? Are you going to say that? Are you going to put an Easter egg 